up, everybody? Welcome to the second annual, third annual Kinda Honey podcast. Yay! Uh, today, I am joined by three of the Kinda Honeys. We have one, Miss Jean-Vievre Saint-Ange Miller. Hello, hi. hello. Am I supposed to speak? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You can say hi. <laughs> hello. We have one, Gia Tapley-Harris, almost Gettys. Hi. And one, Paula Coelho. Guys. Forgot. You forgot. Oh, oh sorry. We also have one, Mr. Um, Pomplamoose Andre Skettys joining us for the podcast today because he and Gia are attached to the hip at all times. Gotta be. And prefers to be with Gia at all times. Uh, but yes, welcome to the Kind of Funny podcast. Uh, every week, four people, not usually us, join around a metaphorical table to talk about whatever they want to talk about this week. This week, we're going to be rehashing some of the most uh, contentious debates that the podcast has gone over uh, during these quarantine months. I know you guys are really excited to hear our take on the Burger debate. Um, and yeah, we're excited to like hang out and talk because it's been like a very long time since all four of us have seen each other. Which is Yeah, when, when was the last time we did this? 2018 yeah yeah because i don't think we did one last year Mm because we were all like traveling for the world tour and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um that's right yeah uh i want to thank our kind of funny patron uh patreon producers muhammad muhammad stevie combs julian the guten prairie gamer blackjack lee polero kieran o'donnell steve powers chaminda hangel pola i think I think that's how you say it. Uh, and today we're sponsored by Honey, DraftKings, and Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. But Tim's going to tell you about that a little bit later. First of all, how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Everybody's just hanging out. Everybody enjoyed their four-day weekend and thankfully didn't completely melt by the yeah. looks of it. San Francisco, it's never hot until it is. I like how you called it on a, a four-day weekend when it was definitely a three-day three. weekend. <laughs> Listen, what I called like friend. four different people by the wrong name today, so my yeah. brain mentally still kind of on vacation. I still feel to this day like it's like May 18th, so <laughs> I don't know. I know, <laughs> like, somehow we're almost yeah. halfway through September or like a third of the way. It's just yeah. really quite bonkers. Um. <clears throat> okay, we're going to dive in to the first topic. The first topic was brought to us uh, kind of secondhand from the community Zooms that happen every weekend. Uh, the question that got posed is, will uh, Andy's girlfriend, hypothetical girlfriend, get invited to Tim and Gia's wedding? Gia, do you have strong feelings about <laughs> the girlfriend that Andy doesn't have yet, but may have in time for your wedding? Yeah, very excited to meet her. <laughs> Heard so much about her. Um, no, I mean, I Tim and I are both really inclusive people, and so we want you know we don't we don't need need our wedding to be a super exclusive event. So I, for the most part, feel the more the merrier. Although you know, within reason. So assuming that Andy has a girlfriend that we have heard about and he's told us about. I would say she probably makes the cut. She probably gets on the list. He's not going to have a a generic plus one to bring, you know, someone that we've never heard about. But as long as we can like address the invitation to him and this this hypothetical girlfriend, she's she's in. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Do you guys feel like with all the like wedding circuit things that maybe aren't happening right now, but have happened in the past? Do you feel that you've always gotten like, have you ever gone to a wedding where you've gotten just like a generic plus one? Or is it usually only if you're with partners? I Yeah, I feel like I trust the people I invite to bring people that I know we would probably want to include in the celebrations. You know, like, of course, Greg and I had a very small elopement. But if we did a full scale wedding, I... Yeah, I feel like I would trust the decision of my friends. So even if I don't know them fully, like they're a plus one, I would be okay, I think. I think. But would you give them like a generic blank plus one? Yeah, like everyone gets to bring somebody. Everyone gets to bring somebody. Oh. Like, yeah, probably actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I trust my friends to bring good people over, I think. And it is like a fun party. Yeah. Yeah. But it's expensive. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. in most cases yeah. you're paying per head. So I think that's where there has to be a little bit of um, yeah. curation. Yeah. Curation. Creeper, we definitely yeah. did not give everyone a plus one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's because we legitimately like couldn't without spending so much more money. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It so, doubles your list or more. Yeah. Or less. Yeah. And it yeah. Was, that's so, true. I mean, assuming they had like a significant other though. Yeah. Of course they got a plus one. Um, but like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to give you a plus one and you can just bring like whoever you want. Or, um, yeah. or some of my friends who I knew they wouldn't really know anyone, I'd be like, hey, is there anyone you want to bring? And yeah. then, you know, I'd talk to them about it. Um, but I yeah, that know, makes sense because you, you end up paying for this rendo that maybe you, you yeah. know, would and not I mean, buy dinner for any other day. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like so many people already that you're yeah. inviting. Um, at least in our case, that's how I, that's how it was. But it was like kind of a, I don't know. I felt bad though, saying like, no, you yeah. can't bring someone. Well, but don't it, tell yeah. Tim, but like the most fun I've ever had at weddings has been when I've gone solo. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, people, I 100% <laughs> believe you on this. I yeah. can see it happening. I yeah. believe that you could have fun though, but I, I would like feel, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so awkward. <laughs> I just stand in a corner and be like, I don't who know who it is <laughs> too. Like if it's somebody like your long-term childhood best friend who like doesn't know any of like your yeah. current crew, it's like, oh, I don't want you to have like a bad time <laughs> right. if you just came by yourself or something like that. Yeah. But if it's like yeah. somebody that's like part of your normal crew and is going to know a lot of people at the wedding, I don't know that I'd give like just a blanket plus one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, like, know people and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. And at least in my case, I got a lot of questions just being, like, I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Can I just bring my friend? And, like, those were the ones I was saying no to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I know. Because it's not fair for you to, like, have to pay for just, like, a fun, like, dress-up night out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it was just legitimately, like, if I said yes to all these people, it would be more than we could, like, afford for our wedding. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. Totally. I know. So, Paula. Oh, sorry. Shelly, go, oh, go, go for it. Um. In your wedding photos, are there mm -hmm. a bunch of like exes that have made, you know, made the photos who are no longer in the picture? Like, do you wish you'd be like not invited the plus ones? Um, let me think. No. Uh, well, so my, my wedding photos were mostly family. Mm -hmm. So family and like um, uh, bridal party. So I don't think so. One of my friends did break up with her boyfriend right before the wedding. And, like, it was a little bit of a thing of, like, I, you know, he he wasn't the best to her. So I was a little bit, like, oh, well, 
I guess it's good, you know, that it happens. Like at least it wasn't in the in the photos. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I've, and I've been to weddings where that's been an issue, but it wasn't really for mine actually. There weren't a ton of like people that wound up breaking up afterwards. Yeah, I guess there's like usually not that many pictures of like significant others and like proper wedding stuff yeah. like because the bridal party isn't normally going to have like their significant others unless they're also in the bridal party i was thinking more just like the can the candid dance floor stuff the, where oh all yeah all oh the yeah there's definitely the people photo booth pictures out. but that doesn't really like that doesn't upset me though like if they're in the random like it's just like oh yeah that was fun like you know Oh my god! Going to town on your hair, and it's very funny. <laughs> Moose is concerned he won't be invited, so he's. I mean, he can sit up. <laughs> Will he get a prominent role at the getting Moose can be the ring bearer. Nuptials? He has to be the ring bearer. Yeah, he'll eat the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's concerning. I know. I'll be. You just have to like attach it to something really big, and that he doesn't like, which I guess oh is god. not very many things. I know. Um, Okay, so to spin off of that, how do you feel about children at weddings? Uh, mm. <laughs> I would say hard no, which makes me yeah. a hypocrite based on what I said about inclusivity at weddings <laughs> right before. <laughs> I tried to say no kids at my wedding and got a very angry phone call from my mother. Oh, yeah? So that was that. <laughs> I'm pro-kid yeah. for sure at my wedding, but... Actually, only kids, and that's why. Can you like pick and choose the kids? Because I'd like yeah. to set yeah. your own rules. Invite I want to children who like my my family, my cousins, and their their children. It would yeah. feel weird not to have them there, but not if it's like pe- kids I don't know. Yeah. I want to witness the phone call of you telling someone that they can't specifically bring their yeah. Because if you say on you know say no kids, and then there's clearly you can't really hide yeah. that other kids. Yeah. Show up. So you would just have to like play like on the RSVP card, like you just have to like very clearly say like you have What's two it? adult spots or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But like, who knows if that works or I feel like there's going to be probably people that are like, Oh, they didn't think about the kids or, and just like assume and bring yeah, them. Yeah. Like them. that would be a nightmare. Well, I think the most important thing about being a wedding guest and probably also a wedding host is like, don't assume anything. You yeah. be really mm-hmm. explicit. If you're confused, you ask questions like, do not assume you get a plus one. Do not ex- assume your kids are coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, the thing is, is venues will usually charge more if they have to make a kid's menu. Mm-hmm. Mine, I know mine did. And it was like, there were only, that, actually, the reason I was trying to say no children is just because there were only five children. Right. And I was like, oh, I have to pay so much more for like this kid's, you know, this special kid's menu. Um, but yeah, I wound up just paying for it. <laughs> yeah. I know it is hard when it's like, you have when there's like the few kids that you do want or other people want you to have yeah. at the wedding um but i feel like it i've been to like a few like more like kind of casual weddings that had like a ton of kids and there was just like a herd of them running around and it was kind of chaotic <laughs> so i guess it also depends on like what kind of wedding you're having because if yeah. it's just like a casual like outdoor or like backyard wedding then maybe it's like not as wild than if you're like totally in a ballroom or like and everybody's like in long dresses and they're all over the dance floor. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun and entertaining when like a kid really like gets down in the middle of a group yeah. of people. But then sometimes it's like, okay, you've been there for like 30 minutes now. And some of us, we would like to like get on the dance floor. So yeah, I can see maybe, it going either way. Maybe I'm just projecting because I definitely was that one kid 
uh, that got really <laughs> sick at a wedding and oh, no. vomited like on the dance floor. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. I <laughs> somehow found my way to the. It was it was a an event space, and so they had you know the food set up, and they had like a little side kitchen, and there was a huge industrial sink there. And somehow as a child, I found the sink and that's where I went. And I'm like, they, for, for maybe from that moment forward, they were like, no more kids and this <laughs> venue for weddings. I don't know. But you were just yeah. like wandering around seeing what kind of trouble you could get into. Yeah. I would go table to table and uh, ask people to give me their empty cans and empty bottles because I wanted the money. Kids <laughs> are weird. Yeah. Really weird. And you made this wedding into a side hustle. I did. Yeah. And then I puked. So I ended up making no money. So. <laughs> was it from being in the the giant sink? Or you can imagine maybe it was from handling all those like cans and bottles. And as a kid, maybe I would. Did I drink from any of those? Maybe. I don't know. You got to empty. make sure everything's empty, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> I so guess funny. that's influencing my decision. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I used to puke all the time as a kid. I don't know what was wrong with me all the time. <laughs> Maybe I would just sabotage my parents' like their, their my parents' outings because I remember they would take me to <clears throat> an outdoors music show and definitely would puke or they would take me on a road trip. Definitely would puke. Like it's just there was no way to win with me. It's weird. It's just like. A psychosomatic thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not the center of attention. Excuse me, but... Can you go for how dirty Cecil is? He's so big. He's so Oh, dirty. my gosh. He's so big. He's just without so cuddly. Kevin. So fluffy. So good. Um, and I guess that's the other part of having kids at a wedding is, like, if there are kids there, then the parents are, like, always a little bit, like, half-checked out because they're like making sure that their children don't like get into too much trouble. Yeah. So yeah. I would want to make sure that like my actual, not that I don't care about my friend's kids, but like that they have like a fun night and stuff like that. And exactly. they're not like, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of them would like a date night mm-hmm. yeah. and not have mm-hmm. to worry about it. But then if like people are coming from an in and out of town and that makes it complicated. Yeah. This just sounds kind of exhausting to try and figure out all the logistics for all of these things. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Weddings. Um, okay. We're going to move on to the next one. Okay. How, how many, have you guys heard about the burger debate? Is it the cheeseburger versus hamburger? Yes. This thing? Yes. We, yeah. yes. we talk about it we talk about night, it. nightly. At my and house. this is oh my God. <laughs> any guest who comes over, we are Zoom chatting with people. We, we quiz them on this. So I am well-versed. <laughs> Jen, are you part of the burger debate? Um, I, I, I'm a pretty open burger person, so I don't know if I'm <laughs> truly oh. part of the debate. So, uh, so I will hear you out. Okay, perfect. And uh, Tim might yell at me later <laughs> because I don't know if I'm phrasing it correctly with the least amount, with enough information for you to make a comment, but without influencing it. Yeah. So just close your eyes and pretend... We're not on this podcast and we're at a barbecue and someone comes up to you and is like, do you want a burger? What do you envision receiving? A a patty and a dry Uh ass bun. Yeah, same. That's it. Mm -hmm. Bun, meat. If you're at a barbecue, yeah. 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 Okay. Gia? 
what I, do you expect to receive? I am firmly on the cheese side of the conversation. So <laughs> I, mean, I you, you hope there, there's cheese. No, yeah. I mean, I like cheese. I but, just wouldn't assume. So Joey, I'm, I'm a little concerned with your phrasing. I'm going to preemptively. <laughs> I, I knew know. that this was going to happen. There's no because, way to perfectly phrase it. Yeah, because I don't think it's barbecue. I think it's, or at least the way Tim has said it to me a million times is, when you're Googling hamburger, oh, what is it that you expect oh. to see in the Google image? Because I do think- But it's not a hamburger. It's burger. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Googling burger. What is it that you expect to see as like the Google search image? Yeah. Probably a cheeseburger then. Cheeseburger. Yeah. I, yeah. I would also probably see lettuce and tomato because like if yes. you think about what people are uploading to be iconic burger pictures, it's like it needs to be appealing. It's like it's fully marketing. How do you market a burger? Like, right. And so does it cheese. does it include cheese or no? Yeah. Okay. Like cheese, lettuce, tomato. Yeah. Me too. Ketchup, mustard. Mm -hmm. The so now we're getting into like the works. Now everything's kind of on it. You didn't say onions. Onions. Uh I thought about it, but I didn't <laughs> pickles? Question mark? Yum. I like pickles. All of these things. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I default to like I just assume anytime I'm ordering a burger, it's gonna have cheese on it. Yeah. And I feel like if you yeah. don't want cheese, then you should mm. specify that. Because I feel and like I McDonald's has a burger and a cheeseburger on their mm -hmm. menu. Yeah. And In-N-Out does too, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I don't, so I don't like American cheese. So I am very aware of this. Like I'm, it's, it's top of mind when I'm ordering a burger that it may or may not have cheese and it may or may not allow me to select what type of cheese. So I am always clarifying. I say, I'll have a burger. If it's an In-N-Out, I'll make sure to be like, no cheese. Because I do think the default often has cheese. Mm. So it's worth noting. Yeah. And you, do you feel like American cheese is normally the default? A fast food, that's the only option. So that's where it's particularly stressful. But I think at like <laughs> burger, burger joints, like typically, yeah, American. But usually they're hot, they'll be like a cheddar or a provolone or a Swiss. What's your favorite burger cheese? <laughs> I, I like a pepper jack. Oh, yeah. like a pepper jack. But mm -hmm. you know, I I would be open to like a mozzarella. Like I'm I'd be creative, you know. Just Maybe no like American. a brie burger with some like Ooh. caramelized onions or something. Ooh, fancy. Ooh, I never had that, but that sounds good. I don't know if I've ever had it either, but it sounds good. Yeah. I've Maybe. had a grilled cheese with brie. Yum. It's like really good. Cheese yeah. is pretty good, guys. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually eat burgers, but I do eat cheese. <laughs> Have you had That's the impossible so burger? Yeah, I think it's good, Is but it, like, it scares me every single time. Because it's so close. Well, I mean, I think it's close, but I also haven't eaten meat in like right so long. So I taste it and I'm always like scared. And then I make Kevin taste it. And then Kevin's like, yeah, this is disgusting. This isn't real meat. Yeah, if you're a meat eater, you don't you ever, tell. you're never confused. Yeah, yeah, but I, I can't tell. Um, Paula, I have a veggie grilled cheese uh, recipe for you where Ooh, you <laughs> roast broccoli Ooh. with a little bit of honey and then put it in your grilled cheese stovetop oh, yeah. and it's really good and it's like heartier too. Get some green veggies in there. It's, it's delicious. I would eat that. Yeah. Do have some broccoli in the fridge. That's what I'll make for dinner tonight. That sounds <laughs> dope. <laughs> Joey eats grilled cheese every day. Oh really? No. Yeah. I, I got them a really I like grilled big, cheese a lot actually. They're so they're good. Delicious. And I was like, when all of this started, it was one of those things of like, what, what do I do for lunch? Because we like yeah. normally just go out and eat lunch. But especially like the first, the beginning of quarantine, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. And like nothing was even yeah. open. I was like, well, I can't order like 
delivery for every lunch. So I was like, I feel like a grilled cheese. And then it's just like such an easy thing to have in the yeah. house. And it's fast. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> and it is fast. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. American so my, cheese, though, and the grilled cheese. I feel like that's no the way. only. I do pepper jack. <gasps> pepper jack is the way to go. Oh, that sounds good, though. Yeah, or cheddar. It kind of depends on what's, like, available. I think I just got really burnt out on American cheese because I feel like that's what I grew up with. Yeah. And then once I left home, I was like, oh, there's all these other kinds of cheeses that I can – Is there like, a type of American cheese that's not craft? Or is are yeah. those, like, synonymous? It's like we had a Velveeta slices. American cheese, right? Say that again? That's just cheddar cheese, right? Cheddar no. is American? No. Oh, okay. No, so not that's at all. Interesting. What is American cheese, then? I it's think the maybe it's always in plastic. Yeah, it's plastic. No, no but that is delicious. Because we also have like that kind of cheese in Canada. What makes it truly American cheese? I don't think call it American, American, American cheese? cheese at all. Actual maybe. cheese. I think it's like a cheese product. Mm-hmm. Like That's I think it's I really guess. fake. So Velveeta. Like, yeah. So that I think is American. Does it mean that? Some queso that uses Velveeta. No, no. Velveeta goes into mac and cheese, not queso. Right? I think it might go into both. I I don't I'm looking either. it up. Does We're it mean some... in, do you mean mac and cheese like craft mac and cheese? Yeah, like the Garbo, like children's yeah. mac and cheese. I think that's... Which is pretty good. I think that's I its know, own right? genre of cheese. Oh, it says modern American cheese, which apparently there's historical American cheese. <laughs> it's a type of processed cheese made from cheddar, Colby, or similar cheeses. But it's so not it is Colby? Cheddar or Colby or similar. What's Colby? I think it's the one that's like spotted, right? That it's like that's bright nice. yellow and uh, oh, like oh, light oh. in the same slice. Can you read us the um, the process? <laughs> Of the, the uh, process. manufacturing process, yeah, mm-hmm. like dramatically processing. Yeah, apparently there's also a legal definition. Yeah, I like to hear that says, as well. According to the standards of identity for dairy products, uh, to be labeled quote American cheese, a processed cheese is required to be manufactured from cheddar cheese, Colby cheese, washed curd cheese, or granular cheese. I've never heard of those last two. Or any mixture of two or more of these. Because its manufacturing process differs from traditional cheeses, federal law mandates it be labeled as processed American cheese if made from combining more than one cheese. So it's just like So it's a, a byproduct. Yeah. How come this are how are cheeses different from each other? I think it's like um, are they processed? Oh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it's the process. You have location, obviously, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Parmesan. Maybe does Parmesan is it like a appellation, like a controlled appellation? Is that a how do you say that? Like a controlled, like, like it has like champagne and has to be from yeah. champagne. No, like yeah, 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 exactly. Does it does Parmesan legit Parmesan have to come from a place? I, I think that's. I think that's kind of right. That sounds familiar. I'm reading more about this Wikipedia that says processed American cheese is packaged in, in individually wrapped slices <clears throat> as unwrapped slices sold in sold in sa- sold in stacks or in unsliced blocks. Um, blah blah blah. blah. 
I feel like Clarissa Fitz is reading, reading me the ingredients <laughs> of the next recipe and I miss an appetit so much. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I saw on her Instagram that her cookbook is coming out and I was like, do we, yeah. do we like her again? I can't remember what part of the process she ended up in. So, okay. So traditional cheese is ground combined with emulsifying agents and other ingredients mixed and heated until it is like a normal mixture and then they pasteurize it. So it does seem like it's just like, a weird mix of like leftover cheeses that they like add a bunch of shit to. Sounds pretty American. Okay, make I, <laughs> may I make another cheese request? Let's talk about yes. um the truffle brie that Kevin and Paula always serve at their oh, house. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's incredible. Paula, where do you get it from? Uh, Whole Foods, and it's like stupid expensive. It's so it's, it's worth every single penny. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's the only thing people like. It's like the best thing I like make, but I don't really make it. I just put it on a platter. Yeah. Well, I love too that every time we come over, you you guys serve like three or four different cheeses, and yeah. then there's so much left over of the other ones. And then within minutes, the, the truffle, truffle one's gone. Yeah, I don't truffle know. I think truffles so are just so good to me in general. Yeah, truffle yeah. everything. Yeah. Have you ever cooked with truffle oil? It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's really easy good. to make things taste fancy when they're <laughs> not fancy. <clears throat> I love it. And also, we have to give a shout out to the unexpected cheddar from Trader Joe's because... Joey and I had a moment. What is that? Uh, oh my gosh. Wait, it's Jen. called unexpected So it's cheddar? called... Yeah. So it's a yeah. Trader Joe's cheese that is a block of white cheddar. It's like a sharp white cheddar that has crystals of Parmesan in it. Oh. And it's very unexpected oh. and delicious. But they recently just released... Trader Joe's recently just released shredded unexpected cheddar and joey and i both actively keep up with trader joe's news so we like <laughs> literally ran towards each other in our house like met met like playing with each other we're like did you hear about the cheese <laughs> it was it's it very was exciting it was we're, we're bored these days so you find <laughs> your i mean you have to find your source <laughs> yeah. of entertainment somewhere yeah exactly Sometimes it's the girl that uploads all of the new products at Trader Joe's on a TikTok account. Yeah. Oh my God, really? That's hilarious. Yeah. Every day she has like a, here's two new items coming to Trader Joe's. And then she like goes and gets them. And then she does like little 10 second reviews of like, if we should buy them or not. Yeah, How I think often I my brother-in-law to do that. He works at Trader Joe's. Yes. Oh yeah. How often does Trader Joe's release new products? Because I feel like they have such a finite oh, product set. I think they do like a few every month because she mm. also will post. Uh, these are the products that are leaving Trader Joe's this month. So like they'll rotate out. I think they just have like a big seasonal selection that they rotate in and out on like a pretty consistent basis. Yeah. Wait, so <clears> what's, <throat> what's your grocery store ranking? Because Trader Joe's, I've only been twice in my life and oh. I feel like I need to. Oh, that's that. my great place actually. I, feel I, mean, like I would go to Whole Foods always if I like it wasn't so expensive. But yeah. It is. Trader Joe's is like for the people. It's yeah, it's so <laughs> affordable. Yeah, I do feel like I end up spending way less money than I think at Trader Joe's because mm -hmm. I think for some reason mentally I always expect to spend more money. Um, but it does. It is so much cheaper. The like pro and con of Trader Joe's is so much of their stuff is it's like all packaged food, gotcha. like specialty packaged food. So I don't feel like I necessarily always love their fresh veggies because they're always like bagged. And stuff yeah. like that. Um, do they do delivery? Because like we haven't 
gone no, to a grocery store. So I haven't been since quarantine because I've been like stressed out yeah. uh, by it. Because they always have such long lines outside, or at least in the yeah. beginning they did. My it looks extra longer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my brother-in-law lives here and um, works there, so he he brings me food. <laughs> and, but if he did not, I we wouldn't be going there because the line yeah. is nuts every single time. Yeah. I mean, the social distancing makes it look so much longer, too. You're like, oh, my God, you're wrapping up around the Target. Oh, God. Yeah, Um, yeah, we've been using Instacart whenever I needed to buy anything from the grocery store. And I feel, I'd feel weird about it because I want to go out there and select my own stuff. And it feels so weird. I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing Amazon Prime delivery for groceries for, like, the most part. And it's been, like, very handy because then I don't have to, like, lug up all the sparkling water and Diet Coke for my car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's very convenient. And then we have, like, a grocery store that's just, like, a couple blocks down. Right. So, like, if I ever need anything or, like, especially for produce and, um, like, proteins and stuff like that, it's just super quick to go there. Yeah. And so it's an Asian market. So they have, like, five different kinds of broccoli or, like, bok choy and broccoli yeah. and five different. Yeah, they're radishes. Okay. And it's really, really good, like, yeah. weird eclectic produce. and like that a lot really great gotta encourage your local um grocery store yeah yeah i know so you guys have been doing instacart yeah i from buy right to like a fucking bougie ass San Francisco oh yeah person. well at least buy right is locally owned right i mean yeah. not bougie but <clears throat> those are some fancy groceries yeah <laughs> i've only ever been there really for the ice cream i guess i haven't really looked at like the so there's like separate a separate location with or separate locations with groceries like mm. across the streets just the ice cream shop oh that's probably why yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there one, there's one on uh the visadero right next to oh what's the game place yeah emporium is that oh, right yeah mm-hmm. oh, that place existed once guys i was just oh. thinking that i was like oh remember when we would sit miserable in emporium where it was too loud and too hot drinking canned wine drinking canned wine <laughs> and they would play wine. really good music but wouldn't have a dance floor yeah. so it was like would they make one and they didn't really like that do you think they're still do you think they're gonna make it do you think they're still open i even looked them up no there's all. no way they're open because it's all you touch the arcades and yeah, yeah. Mm. if they are open it would not it's not a very good idea yeah, yeah. Um, we already lost the riddler we're gonna lose all of our oh, favorites yeah, the riddler i should have hit you guys did i i feel like maybe i texted one of you maybe it was lucy but when they started selling their silverware and the glasses i was like Ooh, oh this is not looking great for no. those of you that don't know the riddler is like a really cool champagne bar in san francisco that was our favorite because you would go and they would have <clears throat> this pour called the joan which was a glass of wine but it was filled literally to the very top like it would like bubble over and you can get it for twelve dollars <laughs> i would love that that we all used to go to a really fancy champagne bar to get the house wine that's a brim pour <laughs> i know they cut you off at two. Like, yeah. they let you get more. Well, it's it's the equivalent of drinking then, a bottle, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a whole bottle. I mean, yeah. and you feel really fancy there. Yeah, it's it's so full that you can't even cheers each other. You have yeah. to, like, take a couple sips first. Oh, <sighs> really sad. Hopefully yeah. they come back in some form or at they, some point. They did launch, um, the founders launched, like, a sh- line of their own champagne or sparkling wine. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, okay. I think it's, so the, it's, it's called spirit alive. Yeah. I think it's called femme, like uh, yeah, like femme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. women? Oh, yeah, because it was all like female owned and everything. Yeah. That's the other cool thing about it. Like, it, mm-hmm. sure, it was a fancy champagne bar, but it was also women owned. So that was Oh, cool. that's cool. Yeah. And it was like, the decor was really cool because it looked, it was like all like black and gold and fancy. I liked that they had the reserve signs that would say like reserve for Beyonce, yeah. reserve for Michelle, reserve <laughs> for. And uh, the first couple of times I would go, I thought that, I thought they were real. <laughs> and you were like, oh my God. I was like, this is only like, like a 200 square foot room. Like, are we going to be that close to Beyonce? No. <laughs> I still have. They all are flying in everywhere. Yeah. When, I bought, when I bought the the glasses, I also got one of their Joan bottles. So one day we have to do, I guess, two Jones because that's what's in the <laughs> bottle. <laughs> so we have to split them and share it. And think about the good old Riddler days. Yeah, spirit so of fun. the Riddler. I know so many fun nights brought to us by the by the Riddler. No, they we discovered shambongs. Oh, yes, that was the other. Oh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, <laughs> Jen and I both own our own sets of shambongs, so we can bring the party home. <laughs> so for people who don't know, shambongs are beer bongs of champagne, and they hit that's you good. really hard. Like Paula, we should have. We should have sent you a set of shambongs for this podcast and we yeah. all could be in our own room. <laughs> doing oh, yeah. You all would have gotten really drunk. For Just shambonging on 5.30 on a I know, on a Tuesday. Night. It's May 18th, guys. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Listen, that's the point where we're at sometimes. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of shambongs and purchasing things online let's hear from a few of our sponsors this episode is brought to you by raised by wolves on hbo max from visionary filmmaker ridley scott in his u.s television directorial debut raised by wolves is an hbo max original that explores questions of humanity and ideology against the backdrop of a strange and perilous new world after earth has been virtually destroyed by a holy war two androids are tasked with raising children on a mysterious, uninhabited planet. As the burgeoning colony of humans uh, threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that trying to control the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. It's a sci-fi story of family, human emotion, and the hope of building something new. Uh, Nick Scarpino watched the premiere and it happened last week. The show's now going on on HBO Max. You should go check it out to learn more about Raised by Wolves. Subscribe now to the official companion podcast hosted by Holly Frey uh, that also started last week, taking fans behind the scenes of Ridley's latest sci-fi story. You can subscribe now on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It will be there. Uh, Just make sure you're looking for the Raised by Wolves podcast there. Um, Next up, Thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. Now is the time to celebrate for many of you out there. Football, it's finally back. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off the football season, season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $1 million. 
Uh, the $1 million top prize with a total of $3 million up for grabs this Thursday's football contest. Uh, getting in on Thursday night single game showdowns easy. All you have to do is download DraftKings using promo code KINDAFUNNY. Draft six players from the season opener. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. So head to the app now to start making it rain. Uh, plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code KINDAFUNNY will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds the sweat of watching a game like having a shot at a million dollar payday. You can download the DraftKings app now and use code kind of funny for a limited time. New or new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter code kind of funny to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code kind of funny only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And finally, shout out to Honey. I've been talking about Honey forever. It has saved me personally so much money. And it has saved kind of funny countless money. Uh, What is Honey? These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we ever really do. Uh, Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically Test them when you're checking out. It's the simplest thing possible. You don't even need to think about it. It's just anytime you're buying something in a store, it automatically applies the best promo code to save you money. Uh, You get on Honey, you go to your computer for free in two easy clicks. It's in your browser and you never need to think about it again. It's just saving you that moolah, that dinero, that cashando. No one's ever called it cashando, but you'll save it too when you use Honey. Uh, Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Um, and I'm sure that Kevin is a, a large sum of that money. Uh, it's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. Uh, thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode. Once again, joinhoney.com slash kinda. So the boys had a whole podcast about who's the pickiest eater between Greg and Andy because Greg doesn't like weird things. So I guess he's changed on some of those in quarantine. Oh, because he's like- working so hard. <laughs> Tell us about the work that you're putting in, Jen. Tell well, me your secrets because I need help yeah. with Andy. <laughs> it's just, it's exposure therapy. <laughs> you just need to to feed them the things that they don't like, but in small doses. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly expand to recipes that are more prominently showcased the ingredients in them. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg used to not like onions, believe it or not which are a staple of cuisine. He's waving. Like raw Um, onions or cooked onions or both? All of them. He's still like slightly on the fence about raw onions. I think like... I don't like them. I could force (laughs) him. I could force him. I think they're delicious on hot dogs, personally. Um, Not much anywhere else, actually. So maybe it's just a hot dog thing. Um, He's not... He used to be quite averse to bell peppers and I turned him around on that because bell peppers are delicious. I understand mm-hmm. green peppers are the least popular ones, but you know, if they're charred and like salted properly and still have a crisp to them, they're really good. Um, and because, yeah. Right. So because I started yeah. making him breakfast burritos with really finely chopped bell peppers in them, it brings like a little sweetness and a little texture to them. And I think he's, that's what turned him around on that. And then we have really good local bell peppers or like other forms of peppers, as you know, 
in your produce boxes. <laughs> the Jimmy Carajello peppers that I have to bring to every <laughs> every meal. Every meal. Yeah. It's like, uh, what was the the melon cucumbers? I don't know what to do with those anymore. Which is so many melon cucumbers. I realize they're a little bit more palatable when you shave off the. Oh, you have to cut the skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a little bitter with with them. yeah. On. So for some background, we're all subscribed to this same produce box and we get excellent produce. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, as a normal person, you're like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. With like three weeks worth of cucumbers. Um, so yeah. Was so the giant I, thing of mint that showed up that was like, ooh, what do we do with all of this mint besides so mojitos? Mint. I know. How many mojitos can we drink with this pyramid? Or eggplants. Like, I don't know what to do with eggplants. Literally. Oh, eggplant parmesan. Mm. Yeah, I think it's... That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and then I can't get him... Well, no, that's not true. Well, mm, beans are a challenge in our house. So whenever so I make... Upsetting. Yeah. I love beans. Beans are so good. And also once the actual apocalypse hits, like that's all we're going to eat. It's just <laughs> beans, you know? Yeah. So I'm slowly doom prepping him to eat beans, I guess. Um, but when I make like the Sunday batch of breakfast burritos, I always make one with beans for me and one with no beans for Greg. And he eats breakfast burritos at an alarming pace. So he goes through his batch way <laughs> faster. And he actually just decided one day, listen, I'm going to have one of these bean burritos. And he said, I did not taste the beans which I find is progress. So if you really hate something, you taste it. So I think yeah, it is great. Right. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's this one place we love getting pokey burritos from and online because of the pandemic, you can't customize your order. Mm -hmm. And so he's held back from ordering from that place for six months until we went there two days ago. And then he finally could walk up and order. And then they, they put one, bean and one less burrito just one Same bean <laughs> and this fucking guy found it and pulled it out <laughs> just eat it at this point it's one bean in a burrito least offensive amount of beans possible just it's exposure thing. therapy like you said yeah. do you want to comment <laughs> you want to defend yourself on this no okay <laughs> uh anyway. yeah paulo and or gia are there any like weird things that you found that like Kevin or Tim won't eat that maybe they didn't share? <laughs> well, Kevin hates pineapple. Yeah, and avocados. <laughs> what? He avocados. Yeah. And avocados? Yeah, he won't eat those. Why? Um, Has he ever provided a reason? He just hates it. Uh, pineapples, though, it's because when he was a kid, he like ate an insane amount of pineapples and I guess cut up his mouth doing it because it's yeah. really acidic and that's uh -huh. why he won't eat it. But I really, mean, he's just he's just against anything healthy oh. at all. So it's so like I, a lifestyle. It's yeah. his brand. Well, I've started forcing him to drink celery juice every day. And it's like kind of hilarious because I'll hand him the thing and be like, drink this. And then I'll turn around and I'll turn back around and it's gone. He's chugged the whole thing. And he'll just be like, like <laughs> so upset, like gagging that he drank it. But he drinks it in like two seconds. So I can't really complain. Perfect. Keep at it. <laughs> avocado is upsetting to me though because it I love barely avocado. tastes like anything i know it's, it's, it's more of like a texture just because it's so creamy yeah but then does he, yeah does he ate 
like hate butter? Like what? What's close? No, he likes product? butter. He definitely likes butter. See, yeah. <laughs> then he doesn't like guac either. Then by default, oh, I, I feel like I hear Kevin talk about avocado toast though. That's for me. He makes me oh. avocado toast. You guys are and very, very selfless. good at making it. You guys are very selfless in the kitchen. Like you make him bacon and meat, and you don't eat that, and then he makes you avocado toast. I only make bacon though. I don't really know how to make anything else meat related. <laughs> Bacon's pretty. That's still pretty impressive. Good. Yeah. Well, bacon's easy. You just put it on there, and I know because it like kind of shrivels up. Um, yeah. Are you a pan bacon person or a stove bacon person? Um, I, I make it on a pan on the stove. Mm. Girl, I'm about like, to change your life. Bacon. Oh yeah. yeah. Baked <laughs> oven bacon. Twelve oh, it's minutes. Twelve minutes on a baking sheet. No splatter. 400 degrees, 12 minutes, no splatter, oh, nice. and then you just pluck it out and it's perfect. Okay, I should do that. It's great. And also, you don't have to wear any clothes when you make it, which in the morning, sometimes you're like, you know. <clears throat> you have to wear like a significant amount of clothes to make bacon because butter bacon gets everywhere. Grease. Yeah, bacon yeah. grease splatter it's on scary. your boobs is really painful. Jen, yeah. when you do that, do you literally mean no clothes or you just mean not like protective wear? <laughs> yeah. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Do you it's guys have any food aversions? Like anything that you're like really specific about not liking? I'm I'm picky with dark meat. Like I'll I'm pretty good with meat. I like red meat. I like poultry. I like fish. All that stuff. But I do not like like dark meat poultry. Like duck Sorry. and ostrich and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then like even dark meat chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a. Mm -hmm. I think it's a a gamey thing and also maybe a texture thing. Yeah. I don't like like grizzle and that. But yeah, I'm pretty with you. I'm not. A, I don't. I pretty much hate tomatoes. There's something really? about the texture. Oh, I tomatoes. Yeah, I, I don't like. I like them cooked, but like raw, not really my jam. Even Have like you had the heirloom tomatoes though. From yeah, they're the so good. Because oh yeah, no, do I need to try them? Yeah, I, Lucy hates <laughs> tomatoes, and she tried them, and she said they were okay. So. <laughs> I can settle for okay. Are they are those the ones that are just like all multicolored? And yes, like and they have like ridges on them. They're shaped like little pumpkins, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Is it heirloom tomato season? Yeah, yes. or what? It, it's it, we're either in the cusp of the cusp. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Maybe I'll adventure to the store. I need a see if I can pick one up. I think most of it is just the texture because it's like. So slimy. I have a testimonial from a tomato hater. <laughs> yes. Please tell me, Lucy. I enjoyed it, honestly. And I hate tomatoes. So. Do you not like the texture of them or the flavor? Texture. It's a texture thing I can't do. But do are they like more grown on the inside? But I, I liked it. Yeah. But I still wouldn't buy it myself. But you wouldn't like pick it out of something or refuse to eat them. Yes. I, yeah, like if it was presented to me as it was in that lovely breakfast you made, I'll eat it. Dressed, I was not naked. <laughs> Perfect. Probably still wouldn't buy it. Great. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, I guess I don't like eggplant, but only because I haven't figured it out. Like the, I like eggplant parm. But other than that, it just like absorbs moisture. So like it just gets really oily and you're like, so it's Have you like, tried like brining, like salting it first? Not brining, but salting it? 
or yeah, but then what do you do? Do you like put wipe it off? Crumbs on it. And it, yeah, then you wipe yeah. it off, but it makes it less bitter. Oh. Well, if you put like salt on it and like wait for like thirty minutes, all this moisture comes out of it too. Yeah, and it's yeah. easier to like fry. Or and then it's like not slimy. Yeah. yeah. And then do you do you wipe? It's like when you press you wipe, salt Yeah. Then it. you press uh, like paper towels on it, and th- that's how you start to make eggplant parmesan. You get all the moisture out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Have you tried doing like a? Do you guys have a wok? Yeah. Yeah. Like do like a big stir, like a sort of Chinese stir fry. And just like cube it and put it mm-hmm. in there. Hmm. I like that. That's how I sneak it into Tim's meals. <laughs> You're a big toddler. <laughs> What's the thing you struggle the most hiding from him in a meal, but you really want him to eat? Tofu. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because he always, he always is surprised that it's tofu. And he always – he he like – is always so alarmed and he thinks it's like cheese or he thinks it's chicken and then he eats it and he makes a lot of faces and then I'm like, it's tofu. And he's like, oh, yeah, I like tofu. I'm like, you clearly don't. But yeah, it's, I would like tofu when I can't. It doesn't it's taste like so, anything. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Good. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, so I probably cook with tofu like a couple times a year because Tim does not like tofu. Mm. Oh, another fucked up thing that Greg's, Greg doesn't like corn that's not on the cob but he's okay with corn on the cob he says oh. loose corn feels like having a mouthful of teeth huh and i'm like but once you bite the cob you're you have a mouthful of teeth yeah <laughs> i don't know and i love making like salad that has corn, corn. kernels <laughs> and like tomatoes and corn and, salsa yeah so good and soup also. He doesn't like soup because it's got oh. the texture of vomit, which I'm like, what kind of? He's he's weird about textures. Yeah, because he doesn't like um he doesn't like like curries or something, right? Yeah, like, chili like food, curries, uh, anything that has a liquid and a solid in it. He's like, mm-hmm. no thanks. I Jen, I feel like it's opposites attract because we started this conversation <laughs> with you talking about throwing up at weddings. <laughs> Yeah, and now <laughs> very accurate. <laughs> Do you like throw up on the? Is there like trauma there? <laughs> it has to be a trauma thing. It has to be. Oh my gosh! Fun Paula, do you have anything that you oh. hate? Um. Well, I just don't eat meat or any. Yeah, meat but products. that's respectable. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like very like, you know, like I don't make any exceptions at all. Like I don't even eat goat cheese. Um. Because it has like and this enzyme apparently from like uh, goat stomachs, um, but I'll eat anything that's vegetarian. It's just that that like rules out a lot, so I feel like I'm picky, the picky eater because I'm always that person where it's like I can't go to that restaurant. <laughs> I eat like, like a lot that. of French fries for dinner. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like French fries. Yeah, I, in, I in Hawaii, I one time ate only like tater tots for a day because there was nothing in it yeah, anywhere yeah. we could go. <laughs> I but see like I think that's such a strong personality trait about you that like, you have such great boundaries for yourself and I admire it because oh thanks I will get swayed left and right into doing stuff or eating things that I'm not excited about um so yeah, yeah. I'm just a very stubborn you. well I was right. a very stubborn kid when I started it too <laughs> yeah I mean that's a fascinating thing to me is you you started so young like you yeah. had the capacity to be like no I refuse and your parents were like okay I guess yeah they didn't really like it but they you know they respected yeah. it yeah I appreciated it 
um yeah and then yeah i don't think there's anything i really won't eat um i'm very like every day i'm kind of annoying about getting enough protein like mm -hmm. i kind of hate protein shakes but i make myself drink them yeah um yeah i don't know i think that's it Bad. I really hated mustard for a really long time. I like, but mustard, that's like but another quarantine discovery where it's like, oh, I actually really like mustard. Oh, I, I do a, we should do a mustard ranking, Joey, because I we have like six different kinds of mustard in our. Family. I love mustard. Have we Thank ever you. been together when I, when we? I've, no, we've never been to House of Prime Rib together. No, we've never been or having oyster we actually have never been there. So I'm one of these weird people who are addicted to the feeling the biting feeling that's in your um in your sinuses sinus I yeah like that is it the wasabi feeling yeah. yes and you're like love it. oh i love it. it yeah and it's like I kind of painful. like it too <laughs> it's a painful experience and so yeah. well, i don't want to eat sushi unless i'm also crying while i'm eating yeah, it <laughs> exactly and so i thought i was godlike and immortal until i went to house of prime rib this one time um, which for people who don't live in San Francisco, it's like a staple in the city where they just, it's an old 70s type place where they roll up a meat cart and they carve it out for you. And it's amazing. And it's gigantic portions of meat. Sorry, Paula. Of course, you've never been to House of Kevin. <laughs> I might have with Kevin. Yeah. I, I, Kevin would really like it. Yes. I mean, um, they have really good sides to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. they prep everything table side, but then they have three levels of horseradish that they bring to your table. And as someone with zero chill, I immediately went for, for the hottest version of it. And I put a huge dab on my meat and I put it in my mouth and I almost straight up choked and died at the table. <laughs> And I don't even know how to describe it. I saw Greg, like his own life flashing before his eyes because clearly I was in distress. And I almost, I don't know what almost happened, but it was not good. <laughs> it's a thing where you start like choking and you're like, okay, oh, this is it. This is it. And if so it's like in your sinuses, then it's like breathing, which you need to do really hurt. You can't because it was so strong that it shut down like my respiratory. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was scary, but then I had some more and it was fine. So I'm confused about the so because like, is it just more horseradish? The intensity of it? I think yeah. It, yeah, they just add more into the diluted. sauce or whatever. Yeah, I think it they dilute it with something when it's weaker interesting maybe vinegar because it's like very like mustard is mustard seeds and vinegar right i think i don't know maybe yeah. some oil like a thickener thickening agent an emulsion of some yeah. sort what is in mustard let's go on this I'm episode to an <laughs> mustard i'm on it condiment made from uh seeds of a mustard plant that's not helpful. That's all it says. Uh, are mixed with water, vinegar, lemon juice, wine, or other liquids with salt and other flavorings and spices to create a paste or sauce. So what's the emulsifier, like emulsifier in there? It's just like the natural thing of mustard? I guess so. Well, with there's, yeah. there's so many different ones, so it's kind of hard to tell. But let's variety. absolutely have a mustard tasting. Yeah. 
Yes, I have a really strong like German mustard in my fridge and it bites mm. you in the face and it's like, oh, let's go. I'm into it. Because you know what's um, excellent with a uh, strong mustard like that? Deep sausages? Fried, yes, but also deep fried um, squash blossoms. Yum. Oh my gosh. I that. So uh, oh, yeah. An herbed cheese stuffed squash blossom. One of my favorites. Squash blossoms are so great. And also I hate them because they're good for one day. Like if you find them <laughs> in the farmer's market, they're like, I'm beautiful. And then the next day it's like, help. I'll never, there was some night or maybe it was a brunch that we, Andy joined us and we got a bunch of weird food. Jen, you were there. We got a bunch of weird food and one of them was squash was blossoms. Foreign and cinema? He, before it was foreign cinema and he told him later, he's like, I'm never going to brunch with you again. Why? <laughs> we went too hard and too pushed. Just Katie was just like hoping for like pancakes and yeah. bacon. Like, we had oysters and squash blossom. Tartar, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh man, I'm sorry, Andy, that we've scarred you. But maybe if you just tried mac and cheese. I I feel like I'm the one who's being scarred because constantly I'm trying to get this boy into our kitchen whenever we're making normal ass meals and just have him eat some normal food. Yeah. Refuse to do it. What is there a backstory to the mac and cheese thing? I don't. He just didn't grow up eating it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we reflect on the Andy and mac and cheese thing a lot in our household. It's like now they have the spicy hot Cheeto mac and cheese. I know. Why won't he eat it? I think at one point he just like realized he had never eaten it, and now he just like wants to keep up this streak of never eating it. And like maybe I think he's built up more in his head. That it's grosser, like he thinks it's, he's making it out to be grosser than it actually is. And it, again, oh. it just makes no, yeah. fucking, oh, hey, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hey, Andy. <laughs> does, does he like queso? Because we can make him, because queso is like, it would be an insane mac and cheese, mm. honestly. Just yeah, straight I, up I, I feel like his gateway so needs to be like a really, really fancy mac and cheese. Kind of like what you were saying, like the, you need to start mm. with a very complicated dish that has a couple of the ingredients. And then we get like more of the pure form as we go on. I like that idea. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pull out the Velveeta. Yeah. Let's yep. go. We should revisit this queso mac and cheese thing, though. Yeah. I'm yeah. mildly aroused right now. I'm going to have to do some trial and error on that one, because yes. that sounds like that could be a really fun Absolutely. thing to master. Um, okay. What else do we have? Uh, oh, yeah. So at one point, the boys also theorized what they would be doing in an alternate universe. Like, if you had made, like, one or two, like, different decisions, what would, is there any, like, alternate path you could have taken in life? Like, did you have to decide between, like, two different majors? Or did you have, like, some desire that didn't pan out? Um, well, I, um, yeah, a thousand ways. I think this could go so many different directions. For a really long time, I wanted to be an astronaut, but my dad was so anti-army that I was like, the army is the only path to becoming an astronaut, so I don't think I can be an astronaut. And also, <laughs> I can't count. Like, I have numbers dyslexia, so I, I need to, I can't do math. I need to look at it, like, and think about it and numbers. If I ever would be in a projections or, like, finance meeting with any of you, you can't ask me for a figure because I'm going to say the wrong thing systematically <laughs> to the point where it became a joke 
at my previous job where if we were having budget meetings, I would have to have printouts because I can't remember a number correctly. It's fascinating. It's horrifying. Um, then I wanted to be a pilot. And then I took flight. It's like really all about not being on Earth. Yeah. I, like, I want to explore. No, we keep having That's this conversation cool. where Lucy and Greg never want to go to space. And I'm like, fucking send me to space. I want to be <laughs> in space. I love the idea of not knowing what's out there. And maybe I'll die and it's fine. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. They don't want to go to space. Do you want to go to space? I want to go to space. I want I want to go to space. I want to go to space more. I like the idea of space more than I like the idea of finding out what's in the ocean. The ocean is like particularly scary to me. I agree. Oh, space is exciting. The ocean has a bottom. I mean, we we really don't know what's in a lot of the ocean. Yeah. So dark. We yeah. also don't know what's in space though. That's very true. <laughs> I feel like the, the space has more openness than the ocean. Like at some point you're going to reach the bottom and then the pressure of the water is going to just crush you to death. Yeah, but outer really? space is going to suffocating you very quickly explode i don't know i guess i'd rather suffocate immediately (laughs) than have to like go through the like two it's quick few minutes of drowning yeah yeah Yeah, drowning is scary you would be amazed the whole time you're dying in space because you're like i don't know what to expect next (laughs) (laughs) it feels like it would be less painful that's for sure yeah and i'm just gonna live with that thought in my head just in case i ever end up in space uh, but yeah, no, so I took, I think that would have been, if I hadn't met Greg, that would have been, I would have, I had this clear trajectory and I've said that, I've told this story on a podcast before, I think, but I had this clear trajectory in my head where I was out of a really long relationship and I had been dating aggressively for two years at that point. And I was convinced that I was going to die alone because I couldn't find anything that matched my heart's desire and so I was like okay cool just gonna focus on my career get my flight license my pilot license and then I'm gonna start a game studio between 30 and 40 sell it at 40 become a bush pilot and I'm gonna have a dog with me in my plane and then I'm gonna be on my way to flying like a load of supplies to the northern territories of Canada and then I'm gonna crash and die my dog survives eats my body and then it's free into the wilderness. And that was my... <laughs> that is very vivid. Is that like your nightmare or like what you want? No, I would... I had and it was just reality? Yeah. And I was like three classes in to my flight, my flight license, my pilot license. And then the following class was supposed to be loss of control, where you literally have to bank your plane and start spinning and like just make your way down and you have to like bring it back up. And I totally chicken, chickened out. So like meeting Greg, Greg was very convenient <laughs> because I definitely didn't want to take that class of loss of control. Um, that sounds like I didn't terror. know the pilots had to do that. Had to yeah, learn how to oh, yeah. like I, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. No, I mean I knew you had to take classes to learn how to fly, but I didn't know. I never thought about the loss of control portion. Yeah, but they but have. Yeah. It's yeah. like a driver's license thing where they can regain control if they have to. The most terrifying thing. You wouldn't want your first time to be like on a plane with people. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because they let you fly day one. It's like, okay, I guess, I guess we're going to do this. And then they do take off and landing. But in the middle of it, you're like, (laughs) 
uh, I don't what know. What to do. Do. Yeah. And they're very, my, my teacher was very, very nice. Um, the sh most shocking thing is the weight of the plane. It was a single engine um, Cessna that I started, not, not, not a Cessna because I think a Cessna by default has two engines, but pushing it out on the tarmac is nothing you can do it on your own even like you're a tiny person it just it's like a giant glorified lawnmower it's really scary <laughs> i was expecting it to be like a car or something where it's like you can do it but it's gonna like take a few people or like you have to be like in an intense moment of crisis where your adrenaline hits in and you <laughs> Uh, so but yeah, anyway, so one day I might pick it back up in the States because it's different from in Canada. So, um, yeah, it's fun. It's so fun. Cool. It's so fun. I want you to do it because then I want to fly with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go somewhere. This is a fun little adventure. <laughs> Gee, I'll send you think some pictures from the, po from the podcast thumbnail. Sorry, go ahead. Oh my gosh, yes. We're going to make Jenna pilot for the <laughs> podcast thumbnail. Love it. Gia, do you think that you would be doing anything differently at any point? Yeah. So the the boring real answer is that I would probably be in publishing, book publishing, because I did do Ooh. some internships in college for that. Um, and it was less creative and more businessy in a way that at the time I didn't want and didn't like. Um, but the fantasy answer is that I would be an SVU detective. Ooh. Like, right? Yeah. But I can't say that in this household because I live with cool Greg <laughs> who watches crime shows and roots for the perpetrators. So we cool both – go ahead. I guess, I guess I never thought about that in the of why he watches SVU. Yeah. No, he, I wouldn't have thought of that either. It's, it's deeply disturbing when it's SVU because it's like you're rooting for, for sure like the bad guys in the worst way um, if you're cool Greg. But yeah, I would be an SVU detective. And uh, you'd be so good. Intense yeah, you'd be good at it. Yeah, I think I'd be good. I I like really think about it a lot because I watch Lawnard SVU a lot. So I I do feel like I would be good at it. Um, I'm sure there's a height requirement that I don't meet. Frankly, <laughs> I've, I've also thought about that. But Joey, wait, will you look that up for me right now? Yes, I will. Absolutely. I think you can. I think like you could so have a very successful career and quit and then move on at 40 or 50 and be yeah. an SVU detective. Detectives are old and stupid. They're mostly No, but you old. need to be a cop first. <laughs> like, so you have to, you have to have passed like the cop. Yeah. I think you have to have been a cop for a certain amount yeah. of time. Right? And I, there may be a heart. But, but again, Jen's right. You could do that if you wanted. Yeah. What if we all start our PI like office? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love that. Yeah. I'd be into it. I'd be into I'm it. So I'm sorry, but it looks like law enforcement physical requirements is that you have to be at least 5'8". What? Really? No, for women. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't do that. That's oh, my God. Yeah, you're I mean, there's, like, not great things. Like, I don't know if employmentlawworldview.com is a great resource for this. But it's on of the internet. It must be true. Yeah. Keep talking. I'll keep looking. Okay. Yeah, I want a rigor rigorous source for this, but I, I do think I probably am not going to grow eight inches to then become a cop. And I love that Tim came in as you said. I don't think I'm going to grow eight inches, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not asking you any questions. No, no, he's. I, I'm I'm a little lightweight, obsessed with height because I'm five feet tall. So it's yeah. just a hot topic in my life, and yeah. So I 
he's probably heard me talk about growing eight inches many times. Do you feel <laughs> like you're much taller than you are? Because that's my case. Yeah. No, I'm I'm tall. I'm I'm six I'm, feet. I'm least. a mini tall. Yeah. 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 I do feel way. The most shocking thing to me is whenever Greg and I walk in front of a mirror. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm this short? No way. No. I my, so my company where I work has hired a couple people in, in quarantine who we have not, none of us have met in person. Yeah. So one time we made one of our new people guess how tall each of us was. <laughs> We've never met. And she did think she, I was 5'7". Yeah. So yeah. I've got that 5'7 energy. Five yeah. Package. Mildly threatening, you know, beautiful yeah. long legs. If only. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking and it looks like for women, at one point, the standard was 5'2", which I okay. feel like we could finesse for you. Yeah. But now, as I'm like digging around a little bit, it looks like they're more concerned with like your height to weight ratio of like in like your overall ability to do the job. Oh, oh, and that I, that I can deliver on, yeah. I feel. And I yeah. also, when I was under 21, I used to use my roommate's ID and she was 5'7", and not a single bouncer ever questioned <laughs> me being 5'7". <five> <laughs> so I would stand, stand up like this every time. Like I would be on my tippiest tiptoes, big person energy and- The tallest heels possible. Yeah, I was like teetering on six inch heels and you know what? Got to drink underage. <laughs> I won't put that on my application to become a cop. But yeah, yeah, if that actually happens, we might have to take this episode down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Um, so that we don't incriminate you further. I'll, but... make, a, I'll make a note of that. I'll put that Thank down you. as a time Thank code. So we what can are we like CSI or something? There's probably no height requirement for that. No, no. Yeah. I want to be, it's that not necessarily cool. that I want to be in the field. Well, so I'm not, I'm not a great scientist. Good at numbers, Jen, if you need help, but great. not. Not great at the science piece. So I, I probably could be good at like a PI thing or something with data I'd be yeah. good at. But um, I'm not going to be there with like a Petri dish looking at specimens. So I, I, I'd like to be in the field as a working detective in this fantasy. Okay, listen, you can come on my plane and then we can go like a body cop movie. Just like <laughs> find evidence in the bush. I have a jet with Janice. <laughs> <laughs> Moose, Moose can have a little trench coat. And oh my gosh, and then fly. Get the trench coat, yes. though, because I like that idea. We do have, we, he does have a little aviator jacket, um, <gasps> but we haven't gotten him the goggles yet. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Sick. I think, I really think we should have a PI agency, everyone. That's pretty good. That's I love great. this. Yeah. I love somebody gives me a little tidbit of information it's like what else can I find I will say I learned from Gia that LinkedIn is like particularly helpful oh, <laughs> oh yeah oh, fronting. I mean you're fronting in a different way on LinkedIn but you can always find how old people are always yeah. always really like, and also everyone yeah. is oh by single what year they graduated yeah, yeah no as the as someone who does PR as a part of their career like I'm a professional stalker I can figure <laughs> out and LinkedIn yeah. is at the center of everything because everyone had to use LinkedIn at least once. Mm -hmm. And it's usually the platform that people forget to update. Well, no, that's the thing is that's, this is how I figured out that LinkedIn is the source of truth for everything is the bachelor contestants yeah. before they get on the bachelor have really? to delete all their social profiles, but LinkedIn is still up. Everyone forgets about LinkedIn. <laughs> it doesn't count so, as a social media platform. No. Yeah. Because it's networking. Oh, it's they networking. have to delete like their Instagrams and everything. They have to privatize private. Oh, okay. Got it. 
But I will say my second favorite thing to stalk people on is Venmo. Because oh, people just forget yeah. that it's open. <laughs> I realize a lot of people are dating secretly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Know. You can tell just with like the nature of the transaction or the emojis. You're like, I know. Oh, yeah. frequency. If you're Venmoing back and forth like multiple times a week, there's usually something. Or like yeah. first of the month because you're splitting rent and you're not telling anyone that you live together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, true. Long con. Yeah. I can't imagine dating right dating right now. It must be crazy. I know. It does not sound fun. No. no. I feel bad I for people dating. Well, it's just I mean, I guess it's it could be fun if you're just like really into the like I just want to like casually talk to people and like if you're not somebody that like actually wants to go on dates, but you just yeah. want to talk to people. But the idea work? of sitting on like a Zoom first date sounds yeah. like very not exciting. No, it seems I would, like it would have to be really casual or really serious. Like yeah, it would yeah. go one way or the other. Yeah. But then I would feel like I'm just having a meeting with a person. I know. <laughs> it's, like, oh. it's like strange enough right now to be talking to you guys like this, right? Because we usually have this energy exchange too in the same room where now we're yeah. like, I'm waiting for you to finish talking. And then there's a pause. And then, oh, is she going to speak for <laughs> Yeah, it is like you have to balance all of the like yeah. weird technology things yeah i do like that you wouldn't have to shave your legs for every day oh yeah. <laughs> like that would save me some time yeah and really feel good from like here up yeah you could be in underwear <laughs> on the bottom but you never pants. know yeah. and i guess tapes. like nothing maybe who knows Ooh, frame, real who knows? <laughs> and like i guess if the date was really bad you could just like disconnect everything and be like oh my internet went I, out yeah because <laughs> you can't really just like bail it's but. the easiest way to ghost people in a long yeah. time like yeah. shut the computer oh sorry i don't know what happened oh. um if i what would my what would joey in an alternate universe be i was in an alternate universe there was a so my major in college was uh cultural anthropology oh wow oh cool so, which i'm like not particularly using right now um, but I really liked my like senior capstone project was on like um tourism anthropology of um and it was like just kind of researching it and looking at different programs that people had implemented in different countries of like how do you have a tourism business in a country that like doesn't detrimentally affect the people that live there or like take yeah. advantage of them? Yeah. So like that always seemed like something that could be like really fun to like go to a country and like figure out how to like have some like more real uh activities for people to do that showed more of like what the culture or the people or like what their specialties actually were versus just like the tourist version of them yeah yeah that would always be fun i always like wanted to like live abroad for a while and do stuff so i think i would have done something kind of like that that would be cool yeah or been a marine biologist but i'm not good at science (laughs) but that was like what childhood joey always wanted to be because you liked fish? Yeah, I don't know why. I think I just really liked dolphins for a while. Subject in school. Mm-hmm. I, I thought marine biology was interesting. Totally. Because, like, you're learning about, like, all these gigantic, like, things that live underneath the water yeah. that we never see, you know? Yeah. And most and, of like, the earth is water. And, yeah. We should go I'm whale trying. watching, you guys. I would go to do that. I've yeah. never been. I got oh, so sick. I have, but I've never actually <laughs> seen a whale whale watching. <laughs> the Again, I, aspect is interesting. Yeah. 
Paula, did water. you? Oh, go for it. Oh, I was gonna say, what what would you be in your fantasy? Um, fantasy I think I'd be writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do write for fun, but like you know, You're my major was creative writing. Um, and that was what I wanted to do is I wanted to write young adult novels, and um, then I you know I wound up. I, I, my minor was animation and I, you know, started to get these good internships and I went in that direction. Um, but yeah, I think I, I always like, I've written, I've written every day of my life since I was like maybe 13. So, and wow. I still do. And I, I have like, I don't know, a lot of young adult books that like, you know, no one's ever seen. So I think that's what I'd probably be doing if I wasn't an animator. I think I'd be. Would you ever combine the two and write I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Um, your own project? I don't know because like for 3d animation it's like you actually need a whole team of people to make something like that like if you look at a pixar movie there are it's like not like one person is doing everything it's like you know there's someone doing concept art someone else modeling someone's rigging someone's animating someone's lighting so like i I don't know it sounds like a really fun concept but i don't but i'm not totally sure would you ever consider doing creative writing in the games industry like as part Um, of the narrative team or I don't know honestly I worked so hard at this point to become an animator yeah that I think I'm gonna like as far as honestly you would be (laughs) with your animation skills and like if the capacity to be a creative writer you would be unstoppable if you were to totally different spectrums though no because if you think about let's say the cinematics team in the triple universe like you would be fucking killing it because you're at the you're the venn diagram of everything that's happening there maybe although i've never really written scripts i more write like young adult novels and stuff like that like i've i don't normally write it like that um but yeah i don't know it's something to think about the thing that always was really not fun is like pitching your books to publishers. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine like, how vulnerable. I, would, I did it for a, I would, I would go in phases where I'd like be like, I'm going to try to try this. And then it just, I mean, I, it's awful. Like you just submit it, you hear nothing back and you do that a hundred times. And then you're like, this is like a waste of time. I should just write more. <laughs> well, so few publishing houses, like even will look at Exactly. unsolicited manuscripts so I like as an intern working in that industry that was like my job and we were one of the few publishing houses that would even accept them so it's like you're it's really really competitive and yeah. an intern is looking at your stuff for a couple of minutes yeah and that's why I just like put a book like up online for free because I was like I don't know I don't really yeah. care money off this I'm just gonna put it up there and then people yeah. can read it if they want it was All really right, fun listen, here's my pitch okay. <laughs> FBI agency with crime like creative stories on the side yeah so i could do that <laughs> yeah. i like this we use our learnings gia joey and i on our investigations to feed you storylines and then you just oh, go crazy turn them into thrillers yes <laughs> i love it okay <laughs> let me see what we have going for the last question um, I want to talk about, because I feel like, uh, at least a few of you, I want to talk about the best hair at Kind of Funny between the boys, <laughs> mostly because I want to talk about your guys' haircutting adventures from your perspectives on having to uh, open up barber shops in your home. I feel overly confident about my skill set because Greg has straight hair. Mm-hmm. Tim, like, Gia, oh my God, he, I, the... The 
the scale of the task at hand, because he's got incredibly curly hair. I mean, Kevin, I don't know what the Kevin's hair texture is, like slick back mostly. Um, um like his texture, it's just yeah. like extremely thick. Okay. But he not just has, like curly. Um, I wonder if it got longer, it would get curly, because his sister mm. Carol has like crazy, like pretty curly yeah. hair. But his um, roots are straight, which makes makes true, yeah. But it might be like kind of I don't know. It's never got been that long, but um let's give him a perm. Yeah. <laughs> like I he, hasn't cut his hair. he hasn't cut his hair since Andy cut his hair. Huh. Oh my gosh, really? That's a lot. Yeah, he's not cut it. My hairdresser came to my house to do my hair and I said, like, do you want her to cut your hair? And he was like, No, it's he, he thinks any haircut over twenty dollars is like too expensive. So he said no. <laughs> I feel for the first time I cut Greg's like top hair with scissors and i was like okay okay i think i think i can do this and then lucy asked me if i could cut her hair and i said no absolutely not like i cannot imagine cutting women's hair no well, that's is it, the, is it a gender cut though is it like yeah. just a, is it all one one length though yeah yeah oh. but i'd be so scared because in function of the part and then do you do a straight cut or do you cut but in brad like, mondo like, made a video how to do it so that's what she <laughs> she watched <laughs> to cut her own hair and she did an amazing job but my thing is i could never live with the guilt of screwing her haircut up because she looks beautiful and i can't i couldn't <laughs> mm -mm. i get that oh he asked me to cut her hair it. and i also said no because yeah because she also like joey has gorgeous thick mm -hmm. curly beautiful hair and i was like that seems complicated. You've got amazing hair, Joey. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to fuck it up. I know. But here's... I'm, like, very not attached to my hair. Like, I love my hair. And it grows. Like, I'm attached to your yeah. hair for you. Like, <laughs> I wish I had this hair. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things, though. It's like, oh, uh, like, if whatever color I'm trying to do doesn't work or, like, if the cut is kind of wonky, it's like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll cut it off and it'll grow back. And like, Yeah, that's how I feel about my hair, too. Oh, my God. I have, but like, I'm thinning, horrible hair. I'm like whenever they give you a tutorial about how to make a beautiful bun like my bun is big like this because it's like that's how much thickness i got going on it's like me that's it we got donuts and that looks big and poofy oh, yeah. yeah that's true they're really easy to use too so greg did let you cut the top part of his hair yes and i think i did a really good job too because it was like having a situation here and i was like no too emo too dramatic <laughs> too much um, yeah but has tim allowed you to cut the top of his hair yet no so he's very comfortable with the sides which i i enjoy all of it like i'll yeah. i'll do whatever um but he has not let me touch the top of his hair and he won't let me shave moose's butt which i really want to do <laughs> um because i don't know if you can see this furry little butt but it needs a shave <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening in there it's it needs a little, some some maintenance, but Tim won't let me do any DIY on Moose. So, um, what's yeah. he gonna do? Moose doesn't have any Zoom meetings. Nobody cares. No, it's. I mean, I'll get graphic if you'd like me to, but things get trapped in that little butt. Oh no, I that meant little... like if you give him a crazy haircut. No oh, comment. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. That's true too. <laughs> um, but well, Tim was his main uh, concern was that I was gonna use Tim's shaving tools 
oh shaving apparatus for it which i was like yeah i mean that's what we got so yeah it's all good it's all good um but no i tim won't let me touch the top of it the logs are fascinating he's just like he's got a cloud going on. i know i'm like i can't look worse tim (laughs) like i love you but i can't look worse (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i've never cut anybody's hair it's stressful have you cut your own hair, Joey? No. I've never done it. Because in high school, like, I always had, like, there was my one friend, Allie, who was always like, let's dye people's hair and let's cut it and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So she just always did it. And then she, like, actually went and got her cosmetology license and she, like, still does my hair to this day, but she, like, knows what she's doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so I always, Yeah. <clears throat> Paula, I'm telling you, I'd let you cut my hair if you were interested in that. Yeah, Paula, I would trust you with my life. Paula, do you want to shave Moose's little butt? <laughs> I'm very, of all those things, I am the most scared to shave Moose because I'm afraid about cutting him. <laughs> There's so much fur. You'll have to get really in there to hit skin. And he's so wiggly. I feel I like know. I would also be very stressed out by that. So I, feel, I feel you. I, I love that he has Moose. not left you for a single second. I know. Tim took him for a second and then put him on a chair where he can't jump off, so he was just marooned there by himself on this chair. Baby. Gosh. He's so Moose. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for joining us on the yeah. kind, of, kind of Honey, Kind of Funny podcast. It was good to see your faces. I know. Hopefully yeah. at some point we'll get together, and on the next one we'll be able to talk about our new PI business and the queso mac and cheese that we've <laughs> perfected. Um, thank you so much to everybody that was listening. You can catch the show every week on youtube.com slash kind of funny or on podcast services, or you can get it early with some bonus things that we're going to be talking about after um, on patreon.com slash kind of funny uh, until next time. We'll see you later. <laughs>